Buttons on. Podcast. Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amory Score. I am Jackson. I'm joined by Molly. Hi. Molly, we're back. It's been so long. We're back. We're back. It's been a month and a half. Hell world. Hell world has happened, and none of us were prepared for it. It's been two months, Molly. It's been two months and a bit. I know. It's been two months. I know. But we live in the hell world. We do live in the hell world. So the reason we haven't had any episodes in a while, uh, we were gonna, we all set on schedule, uh, and then the world fell apart, which, um, you know, uh, on most podcasts has been okay for me. I work at home slash am unemployed, depending on if you count hustling on a Patreon work. Yeah. Um, so I, I do that stuff. But Molly, you work in... <laughs> I work at a primary care. Yeah, so yeah. you were living just nightmare world. Nightmare world. And I wasn't uh, going to be like, hey, Molly. <laughs> hey, you know, I know hey. you're like living on the front lines of a pandemic with no like care or like labor rights or anything. But would you like to read Year of the Black Rainbow with me? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jackson, I would love nothing more than that <laughs> after, after coming home uh, from my day at work. I want nothing more than that. Um, and now that we've finally I, done it, don't you don't you feel like nourished? I feel intellectually? so much better now. Yeah, I feel like I'm really ready to go back to work. It can't <laughs> be as bad as this. What else could happen? What else could happen? I mean, whatever. I, I don't have to read about Pearl and Leonard Hohenberger, so I think I'm actually going to be way better off now. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's, it's going to be great. This is really, you know, it's all about perspective when it comes down to it. And I think that having no labor rights is better than reading Year of the Black Rainbow. <laughs> uh, when I read uh, Year of the Black Rainbow, I feel at peace <laughs> <laughs> with the world, with my mortality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with many things. With uh, my, yeah, with so much. Uh, yeah, so there's... Year of the Black Rainbow is a stoicism, a text of stoicism. It's a stoic text. It's an important stoic text. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> traditional like uh everything is fine just just it's just how you deal with it <laughs> yeah it's just about coping that's it's just what it, it's all about coping please ignore this ideology uh, uh, please ignore this ideology just exists to like say it's fine <laughs> that all the pores die um, it's fine who it's cares fine. who yeah. cares i've read i've I'm read you the black Fuck rainbow it. none of this gonna hurt me anymore <laughs> no none of this gonna hurt me wilhelm uh, ryan can't kill me so that's true he's not real <laughs> No, he's fake. Fake man. Fake man. Uh, before we get into the book, Molly, it's been a while. Apart from the world falling apart, how you been? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing okay. I've been playing a lot of video games in my spare time. Um, I just started yesterday. I got really high and started Just Cause 4, and that was great. Excellent decision on my part. Really good optics. Um, <laughs> Truly big brains. <laughs> Big brain stuff going on there. Uh, if you like blowing shit up, boy, there's. I I didn't I like Just Cause Three. No, I no one did seemed not to think do that. It was that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Just Cause Four, it seems like they fixed it. It seems very fixed. Um, I'm using my grappling hook to shoot weather balloons onto stuff. It's going into space. It's great. Rules. Love it. Uh, would you recommend me doing this without getting high? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I think okay. I don't think being high is necessary, but it does enhance the experience. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like a it seems like a good time just to have an evening. Yeah, it's just you know, it's it's one of those games. I wouldn't like 
this isn't something you have to play, but if you want a little no. sandbox to fuck around in for a few hours, that's great for that. The dumb that's what those weather, games have always been. The dumb weather balloons thing seems good. Um, it's very good. The the thing with Just Cause to me uh, seems like the way to enjoy it is to ignore that it has a story and a structure, and like you can do you know because you can do bases and make the numbers go up and stuff. Uh, and I'm told then it's kind of a boring game. But if you just load it up and it's like yo, I'm putting some weather balloons on this shit and blowing it up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna knock down this radio tower just by grappling it to the ground six times and having the grapples retract and it just bends until it breaks it rules that's good they should make that's a like shit. just cause game in the spirit uh of banjo kazooie nuts and bolts <laughs> oh 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 yeah like a game about how weirdly and with how few pieces can you fuck up this shit rather than it oh be- yeah because yeah. in that game it's all about building vehicles to go to places and you can build anything so for example you know you got to build a vehicle to get up the hill so you- the game is saying oh build them with big tires um and that's what it expects you to do and you drive up the hill uh, or alternatively you build one that's just a like got the whatever thing you're taking and a giant spring and you bounce up the hill and, <laughs> uh, it's just a game that like allows that kind of creative stuff yes that's fun just cause could go well with that kind of that design. sounds really good yeah. like lego island but just cause oh pepperoni pepperoni the brickster, the brickster is ready for some tricks, sir. <laughs> God, I fucking I- hate that game. <laughs> you fucking suck. Did you play Lego <laughs> Island 2 as a kid? I didn't play Lego. I had Lego Island 1. I did not have Lego okay. Island 2. That fucking Lego Island 1 nightmare of a racetrack. Oh, my God. Lego Island 1 had was, like, in first person, right? Yeah. Weird. Like, if you could, like, ride around on a skateboard, you could steal Pepperoni's skateboard. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't good. Uh, I had played so much of Lego Island 2 as a kid, and I could never get past like the second one. Something scary happened. There was something scary. I was scared of Lego Island, but I forget why. Uh, some embarrassing fact of my childhood, where I was like... Bro, I was super scared of the of the Brickster. It scared the shit out of me. That guy like ruined the whole island. There was, there was like a weird skeleton flash that happened when you went to the night world. Oh, oh, oh no. And I was that like, sounds bad. Four... <laughs> fuck this i was like fuck this i'm going back to lego races because our pc <laughs> came with like an entire massive pack of lego games oh the lego suite so i was, it was lego, lego. You play any re- lego rock raiders in there there was lego rock raiders that's the stuff that's the good shit that's the only rts i'll play <laughs> let them know fuck starcraft <laughs> fuck starcraft we have lego we have lego rock raiders fuck all this yeah um, so I've been playing Just Cause 4. I've been doing stuff for Journal Updated. Um, yes. That's, that's been good. Uh, I'm playing Mass Effect right now. Um, so if you love cops, you're going to love Mass Effect. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because yeah, it's a different don't podcast. Burn, but you did start that in the in um, in between uh, you know, uh, this last yeah. episode and now. Uh, Journal oh. Updated, go check it out. Yeah, go check out Journal Updated. Also, I'm trying to play Final Fantasy VII, and it doesn't want me to play it. No, look, it's good. It's fine. You just have to feed the Chocobo. It's fine. It's fine. How? You can't feed the Chocobo runs away so fast. You just feed it on the first turn, and it takes a couple attempts, and you get it. I've, I've never had a problem with this. I've played this game twice. The Chocobo, I, I encounter the Chocobo, and then the Chocobo immediately runs away. There but, is there is no opportunity for me to even open the menu to give you, the chocobo an item. Have you set ATB to wait or something? No. 
Uh, well, you should try try that first of all, because because it can if it's inactive, it can run away while you're in the menu. If it's in wait, then you can always get an action off. Um, okay, is that what that is? Because so far playing that game has been so stressful because I'm like trying to input commands really fast because everything's happening constantly. Yeah, it doesn't turn off the ATB system, uh, but setting it to wait uh, like makes it so whenever you've pressed once you've selected one of like the four things on the basic menu and you're in a sub menu then time pauses so oh. like, for for going to why get isn't item, that default uh, because like we're thinking of what to do and making sure you execute it quickly is the point otherwise you could just sit on there and go which one's which what's the better attack right like it it, it would be different yeah yeah i guess so that just sounds stressful to me but no. that's that's fine. I, I just I, I'm compelled to defend Final Fantasy VII, the original. <laughs> it's every time I accidentally make Aerith use attack instead of magic. I'm like, God damn it, fuck, shit, shit. She only does 18 damage. She's attacking from the back row. It's not working. Yes, yes. You have to make sure that Cloud's attacking. Cloud has to attack. Anyway, anyway. I don't know. That, this is video games, man. I don't video know. Games. Um, uh, what are you? Did... What are you? What are you doing, Jackson? What's been going on? Oh, so um, recently I watched the entirety of at least the currently released history of the your favorite team, Seattle Mariners. Seattle okay. Mariners. I, I wanna, I wanna, I do need to issue a correction. I just live in Seattle. My favorite team is the San Francisco Giants. Wait, for real? I just, yeah. I thought you. Liked- I just, I just live here. You were talking about going to the games and being really excited for it. Yeah, I fucking love baseball, Jackson. <laughs> I love the sport. You so wait you. I've been wrong all this time? <laughs> yeah, you've been wrong this whole time. I'm sorry. My favorite team is the San Francisco Giants from when I was a kid where I grew up in San Francisco. Oh, okay. That's allowed. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Just the home, hometown team. Um, uh, but but I just love going to the ballpark. Love eating a hot dog. <laughs> love eating a hot dog. So ex- so because it's better than um, Gear of the Black Rainbow by Claudia Sanchez and Peter David, uh, explain baseball to me. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what do you want to know you hit so, the ball so i've i've um, watched i've watched these videos uh, and yes. i've watched uh many other jump boys videos and a few other like online baseball videos and that's basically my relation to baseball yeah uh, that's, i find that's it fair. interesting i find uh like some of the like the way people narrativize the stats pretty interesting um but i don't know why i would ever want to sit down and watch a game of baseball other than like I guess the like World Series one, or if it's a super pivotal match, because there's so many matches and they go on forever. So are there's... they just? It's time to drink some beer and eat a hot dog and hang out. Yeah, it's it's just an excuse to get drunk, basically. Okay. Um, but you don't always have to. Do... I just enjoy watching baseball. It's slow paced. You don't have to. You're not gonna miss anything. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you, if you look away for a few minutes, you can come back. It's like, oh yeah, same guy's still at bat. He he got hit. I guess I don't know. Um. So the thing about baseball is that I used to pitch in Little League, so I have a very strong connection to that, and that's yes. you know, baseball good. Um, but I, you know, I just enjoy having it. Usually, when it's baseball season, one of my screens on my computer will just be a baseball game, and then I'm doing whatever else. It's like it's like what podcasts are for many people, mm-hmm. except baseball instead. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I... I do understand it, but I just like I, when I love, watch these sports videos. I'm like, it's not going to be this all the time. It's mostly going to be a guy standing around trying to hit a ball. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's a little bit of tension to it, mm-hmm. just because you know there's there's so long between pitches, and 
um, so long. I mean, like it's a few seconds, but it's it's long enough, and then uh, very anxiety inducing if you're losing. It's like, come oh, on, I just bet. hit the fucking ball. Just hit the fucking ball. God damn it. It's it's like a you know three hour long penalty shootout f- for for football basically isn't it as an basically yeah yeah because uh, every mistake is like fuck shit shit now they can win god damn god, it god damn it yeah nine innings though nine, nine innings. innings it is a lot of innings they get well I think the reason it's nine is because it gives every player on the team three chances at bat that makes sense that makes sense yeah. Yeah, I, but they, listen, it is long. Those games are, but they're usually like two hours long. It seems longer than it is. I, I do, well, so my problem with a lot of American sports is uh, the amount of time they take compared to how long they actually are. Uh, I hate how long a basketball game takes to watch when it is like meant to be 40 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it is it is actually two hours long. The final quarter uh, of every basketball game goes on forever. Uh, yeah, that's what I've heard from people. I haven't watched basketball much myself, but I know that the fourth quarter goes on for 10 hours each. I, I, I legitimately think it is the worst thing about basketball's design as a spectator sport, um, even as like a uh, played sport, because the end of every basketball game becomes a game about like timeouts and clock management, and it's very yeah. stop and start. It's always like, okay, and we can foul, and we can make this happen. You need to foul that guy, yeah. Stop the clock. Wish there would be it would more be like an organic back and forth happening, um, but you would never do that because the way the rules are, you know, it's better to not. Um, right. And in the first three quarters, it works perfectly. Yeah. When and then, and then fourth quarter is stress hell time. Exactly. Which And it ends up making the first three quarters feel like they don't matter also. Uh, basketball's a weirdly designed game. It's my favorite to play, and um, I like watching it. But I do. I think I would say that of the like, big team sports, uh, uh, like football, soccer, is probably the best just as like a... Um, you know, as a sport that is played, that is a designed yeah. thing by humans, because the scoring is very low, so there's always a chance, like, e- like everything matters, like, in a way that a goal matters more than a basket, right? Or, yes. Um, and uh, the, here's the thing that I am controversial on. I think the okay. part of the end of the game, the end of the game of football, they have a thing called injury time, uh, where... Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they get the bo- the bonus time. And then they just say, I uh, have about three minutes more, and then the referee just decides when the match ends. Uh, yeah, because no- of, like, anything that happened during the game that wasn't football. Yeah, and it's never the amount of time that was actually stopped, and then they only no. blow the whistle when, like, the ball's in the middle third. Like, you can't, they would never blow it in the middle of a chance, right? You can always finish your, your chance. Yeah. Uh, so it'd have to go out of bounds, or... um. And like be cleared by the opposing team or something has and, to be a stoppage or something and i think this is good i think that would fix a lot of basketball because then you can't do like fuck with the clock at the end of the game you'd have to just play the damn sport just fucking play jesus anyway sorry this became sports podcast for a bit there no this is a sports podcast now we're <laughs> weird i'm dying i had tickets to opening weekend here uh, I know. for the mariners and then and then Hell World happens, so now I don't. I do have physical tickets sitting on my desk, just dead. They're dead Useless. tickets. Do you, uh, will they like transfer into tickets of the next? Like, are they doing anything with that, or do you just get a refund? I just got a refund, which okay. honestly I prefer at this point, mm-hmm. uh, because as much as um, primary care is Hell World, we also are not like the ones who are treating COVID, um, right? So. While everything is awful because COVID is happening, um, we were also like losing a lot of money. Air quotes, air quotes, air quotes. Right, because um, of the way the fucking healthcare system works. 
Yes. Nightmare. So if people aren't coming in for a physical, that means that we're not getting paid. But they shouldn't come in for a physical because there's a pandemic. It's Fuck. Fucking what a disaster. What a disaster. Awful. Hell world. Awful. Hate it. Um, yeah, so there's that. And then um been watching a lot of basketball highlights also myself because basketball is definitely like the most exciting sport to watch, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um I like I like American football okay. It's not that good. Um I feel like that suffers way more from like the there's nothing happening on a given play. Oh, absolutely. Problem. Yes. Cause because you never know if anything's gonna happen. Uh you never know. It takes forever to set up a play. Um, you have to really understand like football to know what's going on. Cause if you're just me, right. And you're watching American football, you know, when the, uh, like quarterback throws and you know, when a guy runs and you're like, that's a thing. A football happened in front of me. Yes. Yes. Football happened. <laughs> and maybe you can get to this point where you are like truly dialed in enough that a play where nothing really happens but like someone makes a really cool block that prevents it like it could have popped off but there was a block running in the like inside that changed everything i can't see that it is invisible to me <laughs> yeah i don't know anything about defense and football sorry sorry yeah. everyone sorry awful um, sport also people get hurt too much stop it yeah and also it's like bad sport off- of all these sports, which are like varying degrees of evil, uh, probably the most evil. It's definitely the most evil. Baseball's baseball's pure good. You can't you can only hurt yourself by being an idiot playing well, baseball. Well, it's still ran or, by million billionaires, and you know. Yes, well, yeah. I mean, from that perspective, yes. But the potential for injury playing baseball is much lower than any other sport, mostly because there's no contact between players almost ever. <laughs> yep. Um, which means which is, brings to my favorite part of baseball uh, which is that ev- there's just normal guys in their 40s standing around in the field it's amazing <laughs> just hanging out dude it's great I like the part where um, there's people who are like late 40s still pitching it's like yeah they don't have to do anything they're just throwing a ball man it's they're all good throwing a ball they got a turn maybe like protect their arm and stuff but they're not like doing basketball minutes they might cover first base once in a while tough job Look uh, out. While we're on this soapbox, it's time to call out the designated hitter rule is bad. Bad. Awful rule. Pitchers need to bat or else sport is useless. <laughs> what is what is the point if I don't get to see the pitcher bat? They bring out a guy who can actually bat? Like, well, come on. I don't want to see that. I do. I do want to see pitchers hit home runs, though. That's hilarious. It's funny every single time. Because you know the other pitchers are like, fuck. It's so good. It's so good. I think, like, Bartolo Colon in the last few years hit his first home run ever, and he's been in the league for 600 years. <laughs> That's incredible. He's, what a beautiful man. That, that is what baseball is all about. That's the joy of baseball. That's what it's all about. It's about dumb shit happening. That's what baseball is. It's about pranks and dumb shit, and also sometimes people hit a ball outside the park. It's great. Right, because the games are, like, two hours long, uh, and very little happens in that two hours and it's a lot of standing around of mostly normal guys who aren't like you know they're not on their they're they're athletes right but they're not on the super regimen of professional basketballers or footballers no they have too many games for that they just chill out get on the bus and play pranks with the bros yeah they're just just doing pranks i don't know if you've seen it but there's like ones where they'll put like a bunch of gum and matches together and then they'll tape 
uh, or they'll stick the gum to the back of somebody's shoe and then set the matches on fire in the <laughs> dugout. <laughs> what? I, so I don't. I've only like heard through like certain places just on the internet because talking about it is fun. Like examples of specific ridiculous baseball pranks. I didn't realize there were like codified types because everyone gets oh, so yeah. bored playing bra- baseball that baseball <laughs> pranks are like an entire genre to themselves. You'll put, they'll grab one of like the paper Gatorade cups that's in the dugout and you put the gum on the bottom of that and stick it to the top of some guy's hat. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> See if they notice. Uh, yeah, well, it's good stuff. Uh, how about, uh, another basic question, how about managers getting really mad? Is that is that still a thing? Is that a good thing? That's the good shit. That's <laughs> okay. the good, you love to see it. Um, uh, you, there's will. every, everybody, you have to have a good manager get mad at somebody every once in a while. And also, a lot of umpires throwing people's out for no, for no good reason, truly. Uh, Just some there's drama. There's a rule. Yeah, there's a rule in baseball. You can't argue balls and strikes with the home plate umpire. Like, they call what they call. You can't argue with it because otherwise you would be there all day. <laughs> yes. Um, but because people will still argue, people get thrown out all the time. It's big funny. <laughs> it's their job. They know they can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, honestly, honestly, uh, sometimes those umpires need to get yelled at. But you can't do it. It's not allowed. Bad calls. Bad calls being made. Bad calls. Honestly, sometimes you love to see them. It's, <laughs> that's the good shit. <laughs> What I'm learning is that uh, baseball is good to watch and enjoy because of how little the rules matter. Yeah, kind of. It's, you know, like, there's very little, like, complex uh, structure to baseball. It's basically, it's basically, um, you just do whatever you want. And usually it's fine. Uh, The thing I learned from the seattle video series which is very good you should go check that out on the sp nation it's the john boys thing mm-hmm. uh which i most people watching would know about that uh is uh just how uh much the disparity in, in a team can be between like their best player and this team's like ability to do anything <laughs> yeah like the, you, get- the, you know a good player is only one of nine people on that team yeah and to d- d- do they have their best player go first? Is that usually the way baseball works? Usually, yeah. So you can you pick the order in which your batters go to the plate, and usually you put like your best hitter first, and then the next best hitter fourth. So if there are people on base from the first three, okay, they can drive them in. Um, and then, but also if you want to start off the second inning, if you get you know one two three outs, your fourth person is still the first one leading off in the second inning. So, like. Two, four, and or excuse me, one, four, and seven are usually uh, pretty good spots, but it just depends. Nine is always the pitcher in the in the in, National in the good league, in the correct league in the good universe. <laughs> yes, not wow. the American League comprised of cowards. It's true. Let them know. So fuck that. Fuck that. I, that's enough sports hour. Sorry, everyone, but if you didn't care about sports, uh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Enjoy that. It's been a while, so we thought, you know, why not? Some more content. Um, do you want to get into this this fucking terrible book? <laughs> no, but yeah, let's do it. Let's, should we, let's should we go. do it? Should we do it? Yeah, okay. So, uh, so far in Year of the Black Rainbow, which we've now, because of this gap, been reading for six months. Yeah. Uh, and I would not blame you if you forgot what happened. Here are the main bullet points. So, flash yes. forward. Uh, Coheed, Cambria, and Jesse 
the the the, the killer, the beast, the inferno. Wait, the killer? No, it's not. No, killer. not the killer. The 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 knowledge. The knowledge. Oh, the beast. Inferno. Knowledge. There you go. Knowledge. The beast. Inferno. The killer. See, I forgot. I KBI. forgot this bullshit. The KBI. Um, the 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 knowledge of the beast inferno are going to this world, the howling earth, to find out what's going on. And what they find uh, is that uh, Mayo is there, the agent of Wilhelm Ryan, trying to fuck with the fence, uh, trying, trying to, to fuck, fuck with... with the whole keywork energy situation. Yeah, but that doesn't matter right now. Flashback. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back. We, we cut back. Uh, Wilhelm Ryan is has like become a mage, and another mage, Covent uh, Marth, is like, bro, you evil as fuck. <laughs> bro, you can't take over the world. You can't. I can see darkness in you. What you're going to try to do is take over the world and like become the supreme tri-mage rather than forming a democracy with the other aristocratic class members. The other mages. <laughs> The importance uh, of, democ- of representative democracy among mages only. <laughs> uh, and then Ryan goes, but nobody believes you, haha. And basically says, are you going to like stop me? And he's like, no, I will like just ask you to be better. And Wilhelm Ryan is like, sick! Uh, no. Uh, and you're dead. Uh, <laughs> no, bye. And declares war and just starts wiping out all the mages. Uh, and yeah. eventually becomes Supreme Tri-Mage. Uh, meanwhile... Dr. Uh, Leonard Hohenberger, <laughs> that's his real name. That's his name, Hohenberger. Uh, is like, um, hey, uh, my wife is hot. <laughs> I have a hot wife. She loves to do science just like me, and we have a kid. That kid wants to go to the to the peace protest, the war protest he goes that's up, happening downtown. He's going to the protest to stop the war, uh, but... All we know of the war is it's Marth versus Ryan at this point, and I don't know how protesting it is going to like stop it because I don't understand. It's not like you know. I mean, in the real world, protesting doesn't stop the war uh, or hasn't, right? But at least there is nominally the idea that it's, it, with enough mass movement of the population, the government will take notice. Uh, that yes. is literally not how the government works in this world. No. So, but he still goes the fake Iraq war process protest. Uh, and then, ah, uh, wouldn't you know it, the Iraq war comes to him and blows him up. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the Iraq war home to you. I hate when I go to a protest and then the war I'm protesting <laughs> drops on my right head. on top of me? You like, hate oh, to see it. That sucks. Um, Christ. Which uh, brings us uh, to now. Like, those two things are... Uh, Ryan owning Marth and the protest in Hohenberger are really all that matters um, for, these, for these chapters. We have two chapters, but really they're three scenes. Just one chapter has two scenes and the next chapter has one scene. Yes. Um, the first one is between Pearl and Leonard Hohenberger. Um, Pearl, who has not spoken in months? Question mark? Who has not said a word? Uh, from what I can tell here, um, but she finally breaks her silence and says, oh, he won a word, uh, which causes Leonard to drop his iced tea all over the floor. Um, and he's like, yeah, Ryan won. Are you still alive in there? Or like, are you good? Cause her skin has, she's no longer beautiful. She's now sad. 
I hate when my hot wife gets sad because our son died. Because <laughs> our son died, and she hates me now because I let him go to the Iraq War protest. And then the Iraq War happened on top of it. <laughs> on top of it. How is he supposed to know? How is he supposed to know? I hate when that happens. Uh, yeah, and then so the rest of this conversation is basically uh, Pearl being like, we "Should fucking kill him. We should kill that Ryan guy." And Hermberg uh, is like. Why? That would be bad. And then I hate doing murder. You usually love life. And he's like, oh, she would never have harmed a fly before this, but she died with my son. And now she is vengeance incarnate. And then she like punches him in the face because he's not taking us seriously. But yeah, because not really because he let her punch let let her punch him in the face because you know women be crazy, but men be in charge and letting him do it. <laughs> I I could have dodged that. He I, said, matter of factly, <laughs> after she hit him, I could have moved. Actually, I don't want you to think you have any power here. Actually, when women go off and want to start yelling at me, it's uh, my own benevolence <laughs> that stops me from interfering. Uh, it, the way this this argument is framed is wild. It's um, it is so much. Pearl is constantly just like, hey. We're divorced now, and also I hate you, and also you better go kill Wilhelm Ryan, or else we'll never fuck again. And he's and Leonard is like, wait, but you just said that we're divorced. Why don't you love me? And she's like, you killed my son. And he's like, well, it was he was my kid too. And she says, excuse me, your kid? Oh, the kid you said to die at the Iraq War protest? Oh, that's yours. She's she's big mad. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he's like, "That's not fair," and and uh, she's like, "Not fair!" and screams that three times, and then just like just punches him in the face, which is when he's like, "It was fine. I could have dodged." <laughs> it's fine. I could have dodged. And then, um, she's like, "Wait, no, baby, I love you again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do all this. I'm just, I'm just so I have so many emotions as a woman. It's just really hard to keep track of all my of myself." Uh, and it's just, it's just, and Leonard's like, oh, it's okay, baby, come here, I'll, I'll hug you for a minute, and then I'll love you forever, and she's like, wow, even if I hate you in ten minutes? He's like, yeah, yeah, girl, I love you. <laughs> the energy of this entire, like, uh, the vibe of the scene is that Pearl is basically like, it's my time of the month, and also my son died. <laughs> like, <laughs> and also my son died! What a combo! Just, what a combo! It's, like, so fucking weird, and obviously book sexist whole series sexist problem with women well documented uh but this is just such a new like dynamic for the way because because all of the like uh you know the stuff with erica court was actual kidnapping um yeah and the stuff with ambelina was more about claudio being just hilariously pathetic um yes and this Where- is just, I put all my sad feelings about women into prose, and this is what I think about how bad they are. Um, especially as, like, this scene is all about to make you feel about how uh, Leonard Homburger is the tragic, like, figure at the start of the story, is going to make Coheed and Cambria at some point. Um, because that's his role here, and we're meant to feel this tragedy, but the book can't, can't even, like, make him sad. <laughs> It has to put all no. of that into a woman and have him be like stoic and unable to react because uh, that's how men be. And the tragedy is that they can't express themselves, whereas women be expressing themselves too much. And also, he's like, 
it, there's there's like an explicit point where he's like, "Am I not allowed to grieve too?" Like, and that's like the end of the scene. Also, is him internally going like, "Damn, I'm sad too," but I guess I have to go build robots. Fuck. Yeah, because basically the scene ends, and he's like, "Oh, what? Are the, let me go through this this uh, this section here." And she's like, "Yo, someone has to kill him. Get him dead." Get him fucking dead right now! And then Ryan's like, I mean, there was a war and he won. I don't know who anyone else, who else is meant to kill yeah, him Yeah, it's a little bit late, yeah. Like, I, I can't just declare war on him as me. And then she's like, the people need to kill him because the government won't. The government answers to Ryan now. Uh, and, uh, and... Well, she, so she says the government isn't going to, then he says, yes, the government isn't going to uh, because Kevin Martha's dead. And then she responds, "Well, we don't know that he's dead. What if? What if he's hiding?" I'm like, "But you just said the government isn't going to. So would it? What would it matter if Kevin <laughs> so Martha's alive?" What's the other? Yeah. Which of these do you believe? I. I mean, I. Th- I think uh, Martha's dead because he he blew him up last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we know he's dead for sure. These two, I guess, these two technically don't know he's dead. They they you know not explicitly, but I don't know why specifically it's Marth who they're thinking about rather than any of the other mages. Uh, I guess they could have been like publicly demonstrated, like I caught these guys, ha ha ha. And then, in addition to all this weird like sexism in the heart of the scene, we get to the real shit. Let's uh, go, let's go. So, right, uh, 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 Hamburger is like, all right, what, what do you? Okay, so we kill him, but how? What do we? How do we? How do we fight back against against Ryan and? Um, uh, he's like, so we just keep people, uh, keep the sentiment of the people arrayed against Ryan, make them resist his every move, his every decree, uh, make people realize what a uh, complete and total utter bastard he is. And, um, and, uh, like, uh, she is, let's say, uh, no, hang on, let me go through this again. I'm doing that again. So she says, what you got to do is make sure the people of this sector are arrayed against Ryan. Make them resist his every move, his every decree. Make people realize what a complete, total, and utter bastard he is. And then Lena's like, well, don't they know? Because he just won a super mage war. And he then, did kill all the other mages, honey. <laughs> and then she says, no. Because he spews lies with such confidence, such certainty, and so convincingly that people accept those lies as truth. The lies are so big, no one could conceive their deceptions. People are stupid, Leonard. Massively, staggeringly stupid. They don't want to look beyond the confines of their living rooms and their personal entertainment and the world as they imagine it to be rather than for what it is. They know deep down exactly what Ryan is, but it's too much work for them to act upon it. Bro! Pearl Hohenberger channeling everybody's favorite atheists just all across the world. Everybody's so stupid. They're so dumb. Trump happened because people are dumb and they're not listening to the facts. God. I don't understand structures and how power works. It's just that people are dumb. (laughs) Yeah, it's just people are bad. People are dumb and they're so comfortable. Especially... (laughs) Like, and this happens in other things as well, right? Is the the invoking of this, like, people are dumb, and because they're comfortable, they won't rise up against the, tr- the true oppression. But also, who's oppressed then, right? If everyone's comfortable and watching TV... Yeah, everybody's chilling. Like, who's, who's oppressed here? Because he's not, like, oppressing a certain class. He is, like, universal in his desire to be 
the king of everything. The only people he's oppressing are people who don't like him, which yeah. is is bad. And like that's you know, and we'll get to this in the next bit. But his dictatorship is mostly shown through the violence done to protesters, and you know, killed all those Iraq War protesters uh, protesting the yeah. Iraq War. Uh, but what? What is his? What is living on? If you're just like a guy living under Ryan, what does that look like? How is that different? And apparently, in this sentence, we get the answer: it's not. <laughs> it's exactly it's not. normal. It's exactly the same. Um, Except he wants to be a, like you know, he just likes to uh, be in charge. He just he's he wants to stand on top of his big ten foot or ten story tall tank. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to the tank. Let's get to the ten story tall tank. <laughs> let's uh, get to the th- tank. And then basically he's like, uh, that's stupid. We're definitely not going to like uh, do that. Everyone who protested just got killed. Why would we try to make the people into protesters? Uh, and she's like, oh, are you with him? Are you going to fuck him? Are you with him now? Is your best friend Wilhelm <laughs> Ryan? And are you then- fucking Wilhelm Ryan? <laughs> Leonard? <laughs> Leonard? And then, uh, and then Leonard's like, well, no. Uh, stop being so mean to me, honey. Um... <laughs> I'm grieving too. And then the scene just Babe, ends. Please. That. Oh, that's it. That's the whole. That's it. Wilhelm Ryan was in his glory, but he didn't think he needed to be so showy about it. That's right. Now it's time for Ryan's parade. Ryan's having a victory parade. Wilhelm Ryan's showing up in stunner shades, just chilling. <laughs> he's having a great time. Yeah, king shit all around. King shit. Uh, and then he's like, Mayo, I don't know why we're doing this parade why am i on top of this 10 foot 10 story tall tank and the mayor's like because it will make the people love you (laughs) (laughs) i'm very this is this is tactics he's like well listen if you're on top of the tank if you run people over people are gonna love that shit they're gonna eat it up they're gonna love you it is better to live in love than live in fear fear is bred from uncertainty uh give them reason to love you and they will flock to you at which point you can do whatever you want to them and they will thank you for it uh, take your take the transformation of your ascension to supreme trimage at the time of celebration rather than anxiety, and it will transform you into adoring servants rather than frightened matters. And it's like, mm, and Ryan's like, that's cool. That sounds way easier than having to fight people all the time. What if they just love me and I'm cool? Yeah, well, let's just let's just do that. That sounds great. And then it says Ryan had stroked his leaky, veiny chin thoughtfully. Why is his chin leaky? Why? Why is what? the word leaky in this sentence? <laughs> What his leaky veiny chin? What? That's gross. What, what the fuck? <laughs> what gives? We don't have any like bigger complaints about what that's saying. We just bro, bro. What? What is your chin leaking? What is your chin leaking? <laughs> What's your chin leaking? Is it leaking hair? If he's Having this massive parade, wouldn't someone like give him some makeup? Like get him ready? Just, just put a band-aid on him. Fuck. Yeah, you can do anything. He's you know he's in a ten story foot tall tank. The people can't really make out his chin. No, they can't see it. Maybe what? it's fine because they can't see it. Why is his chin leaking? Uh, uh yeah, and that's like he's in the tank. Um and then there's a who could arrive, but the protesters Oh shit! Iraq War protesters are back. They're mad because the war's over. Uh, they are not joining in with the with the crowd's rapture uh, over the end of the Maid Wars. Um, and then uh, Ryan, in the middle, so goes step by step. The plan of this is to show what a cool leader Ryan will be, 
so that everyone will love yeah. him so that when he tries to end the universe people will go along with it his only goal is ending the universe there is no reason now that he has power for him to like do anything honestly he should be like the best ruler in the world because what there's no doesn't need to worry about resources right because they can all go to ending the universe because it's fine yeah, there's, it's not, there's not going to be a second generation he should be the like just Fuck give it. everyone free shit um well that's what we get to <laughs> well instead what he does is the protesters show up and he's like look i'll i don't care what the people are doing uh so long as they're not protesting me uh and it's like, you have to pull, protesters leave, this is a time of celebration, this tank will not stop for you. And then they don't, you know, they stay there because they're a human chain and they're like, yo, they're doing their slogans like protesters do and they're booing like protesters do because that's the understanding of protest that this book has. Yep. Is they just show up and go, no more war. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, to be fair, I guess Jesse got his understanding of uh, like being a lawyer from this yeah that's probably true this is about all he's seen about it um uh and then ryan says well okay if you're not gonna move uh and then he starts going forward with the tank and then all the protesters are like oh okay we'll play chicken you're not gonna run us oh oh he's running us over oh i see he is actually running us over dead uh here's a very gross sentence um the looks on surprise the looks of surprise on their faces was borderline comical. A few more of them, staring down their own deaths, broken round at the last moment. It did no good, because they tripped each other up and collapsed in a heap. Ryan didn't slow his tank or shift his path so much as an inch. Instead, he ran right over them. The outcries of the rest of the crowd, cheers actually, because crowds tended to adore a spectacle, and this was certainly an example, drowned out the crunching bones and the bursting organs. A massive pool of blood spread from the beneath the tank's treads. Uh... Why is the crowd cheering? Look, okay, look, I get it. I get that Ryan's a big evil dictator and your understanding of dictators are that they kill protesters. Yeah, and, that's that's what evil pro that's what evil dictators do. And also are loved by the brainwashed populace. But Ryan hasn't really brainwashed anyone. In fact, this is his first public appearance of anything. Um why would everyone be like, yay, look at all those people getting run over. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Bro. He hasn't even done the work of like trying to, t it's not like a public execution where they've, he set up these people as ideological villains that are the problem with society. And that's why it's good that they're dying. And you know, they, they haven't even done that. It's not like trying to do some bad, awkward purge analogy, which they could easily do if they wanted. That would also be dumb in its own way, and we'd critique that. But instead, it's just a massive 10-story tank shows up, runs over uh -huh. a group of unarmed protesters, and everyone's like, hooray! Oh, it's it's a lot. I, Claudio, buddy, <laughs> what are we doing here? What, what is happening? What is happening? Why are we doing this? He just didn't have enough, like, blood and guts in the last couple chapters, and he was like, I really gotta ramp it back up. Yep. And then, um, after, after he, um, so some of the other, like, people at the parade push other people under the tank, and then it runs over more people, and everyone's like, yeah! Murder! Um, woo! Murder! Woo! Love it! Um, and then he gives a speech about how God isn't real, and how he's God now. Again, he's been he's been on this shit. So, you know, he's the only consistent character in this story. Um Absolutely. But 
then all of his all of his soldiers turn to the crowd and they point their guns and everybody's like, "Oh fuck." And then it turns out wine guns, baby. We got the wine in these guns. Prepare to get drunk. Yeah, they all just drank that the wine guns right from <laughs> This is so fucking stupid. So the way dictators work <laughs> is they show up, they kill all the leaders in a big war and they're like, "I'm the winner now." Um and then they show up in a 10-foot tank, run over to protesters, everyone cheers and helps them, and then everyone gets some wine. And they're like, it's time to party! Spring break! Spring uh, fucking break. And then everybody starts to fuck. Yeah, everyone just goes nuts. It is full-on spring break here. Which is what happens when you eat a bit of wine shot from a massive cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. I open my mouth and- That'll fuck you up drink my like strange wine which i guess you could say it's like more poison or whatever but it, it doesn't really imply that it's just stuff to get people drunk um the bars that still had supplies finally stopped taking money it seemed ungracious and not keeping with the spirit of joy somehow uh that worked out fine for bartenders and owners because willing partners rewarded the graciousness of the bar owners in other ways economics Bro. Economics. One blowjob equals two shots. <laughs> yes, LMFAO shots is true. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, the ladies love when Wilhelm Ryan does shots. Love to see it. That's why his chin's so leaky. <laughs> That's why I hate this. I hate this. Why have you done this to me? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> People have been waiting for the return of this podcast, <laughs> and this is what we bring them. Absolutely, that's what we do every fucking week, <laughs> once a month, every month. Uh, yeah, well, that's what happens. That's the end of that chapter. Really, the, everyone goes nuts. It's uh, it's a very ridiculous, raucous night of debauchery, and then Ryan uh, goes to his chamber where instead of sleeping, he just like meditates. Uh, it's because he sheer... doesn't have to sleep. He's so powerful. Yeah, with with sheer no fap focus. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> they call him Valso Wilhelm Ryan. <laughs> I will not expend the keyword energy with such base desires, Mayo. <laughs> uh... So he, instead of sleeping, he he just like sits still and considers being evil for two. <laughs> what if I do this? Hmm. But tonight he was uh, he took six hours to go through his meditation routines, and when Rather he woke up, two. Uh, he thought this was a bit weird, and he emerged from his inner chambers. He found something more unusual waiting for him against the morning sky. Chapter six: The Black Rainbow. Yay! 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 It showed up! It showed up, everybody! We're here! We're here! The the year has begun! So, uh, this chapter's only one scene, it's much shorter and uh, less important. Uh, We're gonna but... talk about it a little bit as the um, current leader, air quotes, of the prize named Paranoia. Is uh, not very paranoid. <laughs> no, uh, she's chill. The vibes are good. Vibes are good. So, uh, this chapter starts with like a little bit of lore about the price and how uh, they don't have a leader. They have like guardians and uh, who will be like, "It's my turn to speak for the speak in one voice for the price." 
and there are no like formal rules around elections or power or anything they just give it up to each other because that's the culture and they will always do the right thing um yeah and they make a weird point about how they say like uh the price uh uh where is it uh, never had there been a hive mind that nevertheless valued individual individuality as much as the price as like okay the price speak with one voice but they're also extremely liber- like hyper libertarian because they can't stop anyone doing anything and there's no rules and no structures but they're all the same and one and it's like okay re- red stop on this one guys <laughs> yeah what um what's going on here Hive, why are we talking about this? First of all, the prize aren't a hive mind. <laughs> they're no. just blue ladies. I'm yeah, fairly just sure blue girls. they don't have like a telepathic bond. Um, they just, definitely don't. They're just blue ladies that are like made of keywork energy, uh, ensuring like nothing goes wrong with God's design. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Paranoia is the sister of another prize you may know uh, called Ambelina, uh, who shows up to have an argument with Paranoia. And uh, Abelina's argument basically boils down to you, my friend, are not very paranoid. A strange black rainbow has appeared in the sky of all the worlds crossing around Heaven's Fence. It is clearly to do with the Wilhelm Ryan situation. He's in charge now. Everyone fucked too hard and too long. And God is pissed off about it. God Uh, is mad. God is so mad. Nobody is putting Jesus. There's no room for Jesus in this world. It's really strange how much the like the old oh, society's let itself go of the weird wine orgy nights uh it comes up in this because <laughs> yeah. like, usually this stuff is about so the actual plot here is about how the price haven't acted uh, they do not meddle in man's affairs uh because that's they don't see that as their role and ambulina's position is that that is our role uh we are the agents of god uh we should have stopped ryan years ago we, we this is an internal dispute we should like enforce uh the authority of on high and um uh paranoia is like no we shouldn't do that we must let them they must have free will free will is good and they must make their own mistakes and then is like uh i mean that's great and all but he's one now and he sucks we should do something uh and that's the position uh but Abelina's argument really really becomes strangely moralistic with how much she emphasizes that people be fucking last night <laughs> people be fucking they'd be drinking wine the people were fucking. happy last night? This is why we should let them die. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then it comes to the other thing. Of, so these are like the technically the like protectors of God's will and they enforce God's design on the people. Uh, but their pro- the, the critique of them as expressed through the Amory Wars is that they don't do that enough. <laughs> yes. Even though what is any other story? The military group that exists to enforce the structure of God's design upon the human race would unquestionably be the bad guys. They would absolutely. I play Tales of Symphonia. They'd be the bad guys. I know of what this is RPG. Yeah, I've played a game. I've read, watched an anime. I've read a book. I know mm-hmm. what's up when the church be doing this shit. Um, and instead, we're like they're like no people are stupid and therefore we must rule them uh, and fuck with Ryan because they can't do it themselves. Because the worst part is that isn't that Ryan, the worst part, the thing that God is most disgusted at, Amblina says, isn't that Ryan won. It's that people are happy about it. They don't even know. They, they think it's good that, that they've got, got a dictator who's evil. 
And Paranoia's like, it's probably fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. I wouldn't worry too much about it. You're really reading into this, the whole Black Rainbow thing a lot. Um, at no point does she go, your name is Paranoia! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so chill? Um... Is this like a dramatic irony thing or what? Who decided this? I, I don't know, man. It's bad. Um, and eventually Paranoia decides that uh, we should not like descend as the sword of God and enforce will, which I, I'm I'm like, fair enough. That's all. Again, play the JRPG. Seemed bad. Uh, but her, her act, her thing instead, the thing she says, the thing she says instead uh, is that uh, Ryan's actions are affairs of the land. It is not enough that we gather our forces to combat him directly. Instead, humanity must respond in the only way it can, with innovation, with imagination, with its own resources res- marshaled to meet the enemy and stop him. We're going to disrupt Wilhelm Ryan, everybody. <laughs> Hashtag resist. Hashtag resist. Uh, there's an app for that. There's an app for resisting Wilhelm Ryan. Uh, and not only that, the like, army of god is like we're not going to do anything we'll just teach you how to <laughs> we'll teach you how to code and then you, you can figure this out once you guys invent super weapons it'll be fine by the way uh don't worry about the big mage man who's about to like transcend humanity it's probably fine, it's gonna be fine. i don't think we should stop him um and then she's like you don't think god is urging us to attend to ryan Detends Ryan herself, and she says, "No, we are being urged to show humanity the light, and that sister is precisely what we are going to do." And in my observation of humanity, I believe I have found exactly the one to show it to. Um, when they go low, we go high. <laughs> I uh, think we just—I just don't think we should get involved. I just, it just seems like none of our business, really. Seems like none of our business. What are we going to do? This guy is actively talking shit about how he's God, but that doesn't seem like it falls within our realm, God's protectors. And, like, there's the nugget of an interesting idea here, right? Of, like, both of these positions are pretty evil, um, and you've got one position being we should do nothing and let just the evil guy win, and the other position being uh, we should... Always military, <laughs> militaristically, like impose ourselves upon humanity when they do anything. <laughs> um, these are both bad things. These are both very bad things. And yeah, th- there's like a way where you could set that argument up as interesting, and what it says about this like weird price culture and why they're useless. But obviously, because it's this book, it doesn't. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Just paranoia says, "What are you worrying about? It's fine." And I start bashing my head against my Kindle. <laughs> And then, and then Ambelina punches her in the face and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And then, and then Paranoia goes, don't you see violence is bad and puts her jaw back in her, like in the socket. Why? Yeah. So two chaps in the row, uh, have the main women of this book, uh, punch someone else in the face, uh, because they're just so emotionally caught up in revenge and violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, the the note about locking her jaw back in is hilarious because that's not usually what happens when you get punched in the face. No, not usually. Like you know, you can get you can get fucked up if you get punched in the face hard enough by someone who knows what they're doing. But if someone's mad at you and throws a punch, uh, it'll probably just really hurt, and you'll go ow a lot. Shit, you won't have to like do a to lock your jaw back in place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mm, mm, mm. 
Don't it's like gross. it. Don't it's like so it. gross. Do I'm moving like on from it. this. I'm moving on from this whole thing. I'm sorry for bringing that up. Ah. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um. Anyway, that's that's basically the paranoia. Just goes okay. It's chill. It's chill. I'm supposed to be the leader right now, so you have to listen to me, and we're not gonna do shit. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like Greg. They're gonna they're gonna show the light of humanity, uh, to the right person, and I swear to God, if that's Hohenberger. <laughs> Oh, it is. You know, you know it is. No one knows him. He's not. Why would Why would she know who he is? She's She's a weird human liker. She's a. I've been watching she's humans. A weird. Yeah, and I think that the so in that case, what's happened is she's gone. Uh, Ambelina, violence isn't the answer. Instead, I'm going to give a message to a scientist who's going to build three super weapons, uh, who are also war robots, uh, and they're going to do some black ops shit, and it'll be fine. <laughs> and they'll do the violence for us. <laughs> like, and then bro. we don't have to. Yep. <laughs> yes. <sighs> this book is bad. It's bad. It sucks. Would you like bad to go into the song? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> said this song wasn't that bad it's fine i don't know it's fine i don't like far very much at all yeah that's i you know i understand that uh i i find it inoffensive uh compared to other things on this album i guess <laughs> yeah that's fair uh, there is a worse ballad coming up but i think this yes. album has has two really bad ballads for no real reason they slow the pace down entirely um and the strange oppressive production of the atmosphere of the like album atmosphere doesn't go away even though this is meant to be like a love song um, yeah and it's, it's uh, uh i don't know what i want to say about it i don't th- it's not a good song it's not good it's it's one where i don't find myself reaching for skip if it comes on this is maybe the second most like UK buddy uh, like song about <laughs> Claudio's <laughs> relationships that have this has, has appeared on one of these albums. Uh, we're gonna get to Iron Fist sooner or later. Oh boy, we're gonna get to Iron Fist. Uh, but until then, this might be the peak because so all of the like weird Erica Court stuff was framed through the mind and the like character of the writer. So there was like a layer of remove there it was like a layer of remove there where you could understand it as an excising of like bad thoughts or whatever i mean i still think it's gross and bad but there was at least some kind of fictional distance when you're writing about how shitty you are to women and your complicated feelings with women um and this is a technique all you know weird indie rock bands use and have for eternity everyone likes to write a weird song about murdering women it's tried and true um, Good stuff. Who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love that? Uh, the Killers did it. That song's great. Um, that song is great. <laughs> so the Banger. Banger. Um, 
this, I'm just gonna read out, I'm just gonna read out his lyrics and we can all feel a bit uncomfortable. You think that's okay? Let's go. I welcome this pain beating down on me. Is it your eyes that choose not to see? All I would do if only you knew all of my trust was given to you. Being read out like this, this is the very like of the rhythm of the words without the song. It's very funny. Oh please, this is what I can give. What else do you need from me? I might be sick, broken, torn to pieces. So whatever this is, this thing that now I've become, you hate it so much, you keep on running from it, no matter the distance. Oh, no matter how far. You just keep running away from me. Because I'm you so fucked running. up. I'm so fucked up. And you keep running. Bro. Bro, stop running, bro. I love you so much. And I've I given all my trust you. to you. Uh, but I'm also like just emotionally just messed up. And I'm so broken. And you, you're running away from me. And it's scary. And I don't, I don't. What's up with that? Why, why, why? What's going on here? And it's like, dude. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I ever wanted to do was love you. Babe. Babe. Come back to me, babe. What else do you need from me? What else what else can I do for you? I kill I already told you I would kill for you. Um, <laughs> do, you the, do you remember? The really strange like ways in which uh, these songs express like what well, should be fair, typical love song messages. It's so weird, and they get weirder. But even though the subject matter and the lyrics get less weird, this part of it gets weirder as there's less like, oh, I do so much murder for you, and more like, oh, I'm so fucked up. I'm so fucked up, and you you hate me, but you love me. And like, we're going to get some more things later in this album that uh, tie into that, and definitely in a couple albums' time. Um, yes. Iron Fist is so... Iron Fist, like, is a speck that looms over their whole discography. Like, she get arrested for writing that song? Um, and like, <laughs> like I said, there are things in um, there are things in a uh, like album three, Good Apollo, but are technically worse. They are like more about doing actual violence to women. But there's so much less fictional remove in some of the in the upcoming song that it just yeah. it, it makes my skin crawl in a way that just I'm an edgelord who's written a song about murdering women. Just it reads the sexism reads differently. Hits, it just simply it hits different. Hit, it simply be hidden different. So I look forward to yeah. that in four years when we get to it at this rate. God. <laughs> but yeah, mostly yeah. I just think the yeah. song is five minutes long and boring and terrible. It is five minutes. It is five minutes long. You can't help but notice it does last five minutes. <laughs> this is one of the things that cannot be ignored. No, you, you can't forget that. Um. Yeah. I like I said. I think it's fairly inoffensive. We're gonna get into some dog shit here in a minute, but um. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like a, it's a f- four for far. The problem is that it's just downhill here from here for basic. Ah, Afterman albums are better than this. They pick up a bit. Oh yeah, all the Afterman. The Afterman albums slap. Those are good albums. Um. But who 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 as we go on. <laughs> The best yes. days are truly behind us. Yes, there's there's some there's some decent this is some nice days ahead, but uh, it's mostly bad. Yep. Um, but so, I, I got a uh, email from Coheed and Cambria today. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, about the tour that is now canceled. <laughs> they only canceled it today. I got this email 
two hours ago saying that the West Coast tour dates were canceled. Do you know when they were? They were starting, like, this week. They were obviously canceled. <laughs> yes. I don't know why they didn't just send that out, like, hey, y'all. Um, there are... They're, like, um selling t-shirts that were designed by the crew to help pay back some of the expenses. Okay. Uh, and they also have uh, keywork labeled face masks if you want one of those. Uh, I have to call these really shit because uh, you can't sell a face mask in the middle of a pandemic and then put a little thing saying these face masks are not surgical masks. Do not use them as like masks. I think that's kind of the thing with all cloth masks at this point. Like, even the ones that, like, your friends are making at home or whatever. Okay. I think, technically, that disclaimer is on them because they're not surgical masks. Like, so, any, anything is better than nothing. Okay. So, there's just... So, I guess there's just no surgical masks, then, is the thing. And so, you get these, I guess. All right. right. That's, that's a little better. But I saw that, yeah. and I was like, wait, are these not the times once you're allowed to wear outside? Yeah, so this is um this is one you can wear outside. Like that's that's the thing about all of these. The ones at work we have to use are like medical surgical masks and okay. they're awful. Um, yes. but when somebody comes in with one of these, we don't like replace it. We don't like give them okay. a surgical mask and be like, Hey, okay. use this instead. Yours is useless. Alright, I take it back because what I saw was, hey, buy our mask doesn't work in a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, that's so evil. You can't what? <laughs> Okay, so no, that's, that's like every better. one of these. That's yeah, if better. you if you go look up any other cloth mask online, I bet they have similar, um, the similar stuff. Okay, well, if you want a keywork mask, I guess get one of those. Yeah, I don't want a keywork mask um, because I don't want everyone to know I like carrying a cabria. No, we'll not be doing this. People who get keywork tattoos braver than the troops. Braver than the troops. You, you, I don't know what you guys are doing out there. Scary. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. We did it. We did a whole hour of podcasts about those. That's a whole hour choices. of Coheed and Cambria, baby. Oh, also, there's a Prize Fighter Inferno cover of Stand By oh, Me, and it is so the bad. fucking worst. It's so bad. Oh, if you my see, God. If you want to see Claudia just completely murder Stand By Me, um,. Go listen. You won't even realize it's Stand By Me for the first 90 seconds. <laughs> it's so bad. It's some real avant-garde shit, uh, by which I mean bad. I mean, I guess he's having fun. He's playing with the bloops and bleeps he's on his machine. Yeah, he loves making prize fighter shit. Good, like, loves, good, good for him. He loves being in his room and pressing the buttons on his synthesizers going beep, beep, beep. What if beep, I boop. turn this knob? Um, yeah. He loves it. Uh but I, I guess this is all we're yeah, gonna get Yeah, Price Fighter Inferno, stand by me. Go, go dig that out. Fucking awful. And like, it, it's really bad. But let me be clear to say, it is not the worst of the many, many, many bad covers going up. From, yeah. Uh, people in bands now stuck at home. Um, yeah, they're so bored. I think uh, Billy Joe Armstrong uh, is the worst offender here. Uh, what's he doing? Uh, a cover of "I Think We're Alone Now." Oh no! Like, dude, nobody wants that. Yep, nobody wants that. Get nobody. out of here! Get out of here, Billy Fuck Green Day. Here. Billy, Green Day. <laughs> Billy Green Day. Billy Green Day. So, I hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. Chaos Energy. Um, yeah, 
big the, chaos energy for this the, podcast. The book's simply bad. I guess we'll try to do next month, question mark. We'll see how it goes. Play it by ear. Hopefully nobody yeah. gets sick. Um, We're doing this one specifically because I have an extra day off. Yes. Like, it, it is hard to work it out with, uh, with your schedule. Yeah, um, it's fucked. You have other podcasts too, in addition to work, and they're more important than this one because this one requires you read Year of the Black Rainbow. Yeah, which is awful. I'm watching Herbie fully loaded either tonight or tomorrow. It's gonna be a great time. I remember that being okay. I was it's fi- probably I'm fine. five. I was how old, when did that movie come out? I'm gonna say I was twelve. Uh I think it was in like twenty eleven. No, it was probably no, earlier than that because no, it was, it was like post Mean Girls. Yeah, it was two thousand and five. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it because yeah. I liked Mean Girls. And I remember thinking it was fine. Who, and I was a ch- Who didn't like Mean Girls? Who doesn't like Mean Girls? You know the Mean Girls director's favorite movie? Uh, no. It's The Godfather. <laughs> 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 yeah, sure. I think we can say Tina Fey was the auteur on that one. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly. Right. Thank you very much for listening. Molly, where are you on the internet? Plug your you shit. Can- yeah, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly, the Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com. Um, uh, obviously, this one, I need mayo.com. I don't need to plug that one here. Um, Journal Updated is up on Abnormal Mapping. If you want to listen to uh, my partner Nora and I talk about games which feature choice heavily, uh, and then we, we, we do discussions <laughs> about that. I thought you were um, going to say games which are bad, but I guess that's not actually... Also, the f- games which are bad. I mean, like, generally, a game about choice is a game that is bad. You should pick um, some good games, is my advice to you. The next one should be a good game. The one we're doing after Mass Effect is that first season of Telltale's Walking Dead. That's a good game. Yeah, uh, that game's good. That's, that's what I hear, so... Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll eventually yeah. escape. I don't know. I'm excited to play Mass Effect 2. I, hmm. I know it's fun to play... Uh, I know the rest of it's bad, but... Um, no, uh, I don't think it is fun to play because I think you'll play it and go, oh, right, the standards for being fun to play in 2010 were like Gears of War knockoffs. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, uh, d- I like shooty games. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, I'm still um, mad that they introduced reloading into Mass Effect 2 because the lore didn't make sense. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Just, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the only other thing I'm doing right now is uh, patreon.com slash playtest. Luke and I wrote a tabletop RPG, and we are playtesting it with a Patreon. Uh, go check that out. I am on the Eidolon Rock Edition. There is also an Eidolon Pop Edition, because we have to test every playbook, so we need two games. Yeah. Yeah, so check that out. All right, you can find me at headfallsoff on twitter.com. You can find the podcast that I do, usually with M, at abnormalmapping.com dot com there's loads there we have a ton of them and you can subscribe at patreon.com slash abnormal mapping uh to help us out uh the patrons helpful in this time um you know my mum doesn't have a job anymore and uh so if you would like to help us out a patreon that's fine but if you are also pay jackson and, yeah fuck that pay jackson Oh, no, I mean, everyone, if everyone else is poor and also, like, we're all varying degrees of poor and fucked over by Hellbot at the moment. So yeah. I don't want to, like, it's emotionally true. bait people in, but it is the only thing, like, keeping me <laughs> from being I homeless will. at this I'll do current it. Pay time. Jackson! Okay. Fuck! Thank you for being nice to Jackson. Yeah. Um, also, we just started Gundam Wing for the Great Gundam Project, and people Fuck seem to yeah. like that a lot, because you fucking nerds love Gundam Wing, and you know what? People, right. people right. love Gundams. They love those Gundams. Um, 
And that's it. We're done. We're free. We don't have to read any more of this terrible book for a month. Yep. We got weeks until we have to read this awful piece of shit. I could be dead. I'm not worrying about that. Fuck it. Uh, what chapters are we reading next time, just in case? Uh, we are probably going to read the next two chapters, unless the next one is really long. I haven't checked, but uh, that's my guess. Sounds good to we'll me. Two. I assume we'll do two. Alright. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Goodbye. Au revoir. Au revoir. Welcome this. Home.